Hello and welcome, beautiful soul, to the Co-Creating Radiance podcast, where we offer support in cultivating a harmonious consciousness. In this space, we share and discuss topics ranging from the mundane to the magical, sharing our own experiences and the evolution of our individual spiritual paths with the hope and intention of providing perspective, insights, and education. May these heartfelt conversations spark your curiosity and imagination as you uncover your soul's truth along the path of inner harmony and conscious self-expression. We are so grateful to have you with us. Please pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and settle in as we dive deep. Welcome back, everyone. It is such a pleasure and honor to hold this space with you. My name is Thea. I am one of the co-creatrixes of this space. And as always, I am here with my dear friend, soul sister, and co-creatrix, Gina. Good morning, everybody. Let's go ahead, as always, and take a deep breath in. From wherever you are grounding into your seat or uh, if you're laying down, grounding into the backside of the body. If you're walking, grounding into your feet again, right? So taking your last exhale, letting that breath exit out of the body fully, emptying out, out, out. And then from that place of emptiness, inhale, fill up the lungs, fill up the diaphragm, the belly. And then whenever you're ready, letting it out again. Settling into this space and today's conversation around the benefits of hermitude and <laughs> the, the what we've dubbed as the spiritual sabbatical. So, yes, yes. yes. I have to say, I don't know that I've ever heard someone use the phrase hermitude. So that's something I'm really proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard it before we, we discussed it either. <laughs> hermitude. Hermitude. It's a special hermitude. power. <laughs> hermitude, or maybe it's an attitude. <laughs> yes, the attitude yeah. of hermitude. Yeah. I love it. Mm. Yeah, so this is something that Jean and I have talked about I would, I don't want to say extensively, but we've definitely talked about it a considerable amount. Mm. Just the kind of nature of it, the benefits of it. And we thought, you know, we're kind of, we are now officially in November. It is definitely getting cold. One of the folks I used to work with when I was up in Portland uh, a couple days ago, I saw them visiting Albuquerque and it was snowing there. Ooh, which blew my mind granted I've never been to New Mexico so you know I don't know what their regions are like but when I think of New Mexico I think of just like hot dry desert but that's not to say that deserts can't snow but it just took me by surprise oh yeah and so just the the idea that we might you know much like our ancestors before us might be feeling that call to kind of stay indoors a little more, hunker down a bit and how this process of kind of going within can actually be incredibly beneficial, especially if it is done intentionally, but how it can still be beneficial, even if it feels like kind of like a 
desperate move. Like I just got to just like that intense need to withdraw. Yeah. So one of the things I was kind of thinking about while we were kind of developing this episode is like, what does that actually look like? At mm-hmm. least from my perspective. And of course, right. you know, we'll, we'll talk about how it looks for you. And of course our listeners will have to determine what that looks like for them. But before we do that, came up with a couple of questions to just kind of start us off. Mm-hmm. And as always, I love your insights and opinions, Gina. So maybe we can kind of take turns asking sure. these questions. Yeah, would absolutely. You, would you like to start or should I just jump right in? Go ahead and jump right in. Yeah. So I think the, I'm just going to kind of go down the line, but you do whatever calls you. What do you think, or what in your experience has prompted a spiritual sabbatical or entering a time of hermitude? I feel like I'm currently in one right now. So I'll speak Mm. from where, where Where you are right now. Yeah. Where (laughs) I am right now. Um, Yeah. Since it's at the forefront of mind. Um, so what prompted me to go on this and actually I haven't I haven't quite done anything quite with this level of depth before with respect mm. to a time of hermitude. Um, I recently went through a medicine journey and um, from that, from the insights that have come from that and the integration and the... Um, the internal union that I Mm -hmm. experienced um, I think what I just felt like is so much happened to me internally Mm -hmm. um, and I felt so fulfilled internally and where before I kept looking outside and looking outside in my relationships um, of all kinds, my friendships and, and intimate partnerships and the like mm-hmm. for um, things that I felt like I needed, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, and uh, I mean, the, the form that this has taken has been a basically a departure of sorts from Instagram, which is the Mm. social media platform that I was the most active on for a long Mm -hmm. time. And I looked at that a little bit further about my tendency, you know, and my Mm -hmm. kind of addiction to uh, um, external validation Mm -hmm. through any kind of social media platform. Sure. And uh, so I really had to reckon with myself about that. And after coming out of this ceremony being like, what am I really looking for uh, Mm -hmm. now with respect to this platform? And why do I feel like I need to keep um, asserting that I exist, (laughs) you know, through, (laughs) why do I need to keep proving that I exist um, or that what I'm doing matters through Mm -hmm. pictures and through, you know, like, what am I trying to, do with this right. application because right now I'm not using it before I was using it for like marketing and things like that and I've even taken a step away from that as well right. um, at this time so um, that was the long and short of it you know just with this um, 
mini break from Instagram with the exception of like DMs and things like that because that's mm-hmm. how I keep in contact with a lot of people in my life. Right. Um, but just the act of posting um, stories and pictures and things like that, just um, really taking a step back from that because that cycle of like, who liked this? And, you know, like, who's watching my story? And uh, is what I put out being received well? And mm-hmm. all of this, like, uh, need for external validation, I've really, because of uh, what I experienced in ceremony and that internal fulfillment that I've never experienced before. Um, right. It just really prompted me to take a look at my uh, my habits mm-hmm. um, and where I spend most of my time and most of my energy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not afraid to admit that like now that I'm off of social media um, more, uh, mm-hmm. like my phone usage has been cut in half literally that's amazing I know and um, I think the other thing too aside from the external validation piece is um, you know when we are listening to and looking at and reading what everybody else is thinking doing saying creating mm-hmm. we uh, have or we could have less of a handle on like what we actually think, what we actually feel. So basically, um, and I know I'm susceptible to the influence of others. Mm. Um, I have no problem admitting that. And uh, I, you know, I've got my Mercury in Pisces. (laughs) Like I need to be really careful about like the information that I like take in. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot coming at you on Instagram and all the in, time. in the news and all the time, whether you like it or not, even if Ugh. you're not on any kind of computer or any kind of social it's media, it's everywhere. It's circulated everywhere. So, um, so yeah, this departure um, from media has been really beneficial with respect to me connecting with my inner voice and mm-hmm. because I have less distractions and right. less less things taking my energy away from me I have the opportunity to I don't know have that energetic boundary that allows me to keep my energy that I need to use for my own healing and my own process yes 100% so, did that I feel like god I just was like talking and I don't know if I (laughs) went into um the I guess that answered that question that was pretty (laughs) long-winded no that's okay no 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 not at all I think it's it's really beautiful because it in a way it answered actually all of the questions oh god (laughs) sorry (laughs) no no apologies necessary I think it it really does illustrate the complexity and the layering that goes into a state of hermitude because I you know it's so funny in the reading that we did yesterday actually on Instagram Mm -hmm. the hermit card came up Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was the only major arcana card yeah and everything else we pulled was swords I know 
and we used two different decks. We were pulling at different times. Mm -hmm. And I think that just speaks to the, like I said, the depth and the level that, Mm -hmm. you know, Hermitude is not just about entering a time of solitary. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's so much more to it. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Yeah. thanks for letting me talk <laughs> yeah you know I think it's just one of those things where sometimes like if it's there you just go for it you just let it out and you just go with that flow yeah so you know the one of the other questions we had was do you intentionally make the chores or does it feel like it's made for you and it sounds like at least in this particular instance it was an intentional choice you had an experience that really shed some light on maybe some things that were not serving you absolutely it sounds like there were some needs that were not being met on an external basis Mm -hmm. which you know especially in today's world there's almost this unspoken expectation that your needs are met through these Mm. external avenues like instagram like facebook or twitter you know whatever folks are using these days i barely use any of them if I'm perfectly honest I've been a little bit more active on Instagram over the last couple of days just because yeah. of um Samhain and Samhain. Halloween mm-hmm. there have been some things where I'm like oh that would be fun to post you know right right but, you know and I posted about today's episode because I was feeling it but mm-hmm. I haven't posted about the podcast in probably weeks yeah because I just haven't felt it you know totally yeah so I felt like it it was an intentional choice for sure to make Mm -hmm. this departure um and also it felt it felt correct like you know Mm -hmm. you know how when you make choices sometimes where you're like oh I know this is good for me but uh like I don't really want to do it you know it's like you're forced it's like you're forcing yourself to do it like yeah a kid like making a kid eat their broccoli or something like I know this is good I know this is good for me but I like, I don't really want to do it. This, in this case, I felt like my body, mind, and soul 100% were like, yeah, girl, this is like, this is a habit you've been engaged in. You're leaking Mm -hmm. your energy here. It's Mm -hmm. time to protect your energy and preserve it. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's how I feel as an adult eating broccoli. If it's like, (laughs) even if it's steamed, I can't (laughs) help it. The, The tops, the texture is just so flipping weird. Also, it smells like farts sometimes. <laughs> People complain about asparagus, but I think asparagus is delicious. It is delicious. Yeah. Especially Freak. you put it in the oven with a little bit of olive oil and some sea salt. Mm-hmm. You have yourself a good time. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about green vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess in a way you could say that that in entering the state of hermitude or engaging in hermitude is kind of like, can be viewed as like, engaging in your spiritual vegetables yes because absolutely. it's not always you know it's it's not candy it doesn't taste good it's totally. not cake <laughs> yeah hermitude is not a piece of cake <laughs> no but it's so but it's so good for you and it's so replenishing even if broccoli doesn't always feel like it <laughs> yeah one thing I wanted to say about the hermit card in the tarot is mm. it's in the major arcana it's number nine yes and nine is the um number of like closure and endings of Mm -hmm. cycles 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really feel like, well, yeah, it, it, at least with where I'm at now, it's definitely applicable um, with respect to kind of being in this place of closing one chapter or like on one way of being um, right. and relating um, to myself and to others and making space you know hermitude is about making space mm. for yourself to be able to and to be able to honor and grieve over like the the death of certain things mm-hmm. um and of like former self and former ways of being and um the space that's created the space that's distraction free um right allows for creativity it allows for new ideas to flow through because you're not paying attention to what everybody else is doing and saying (laughs) uh you have time to listen to like what do I want what do I need what do I want to create what is my what is my business you know right yeah especially and for the energy protection piece like if you're someone who overgives and if mm-hmm. you're some, if if you're a, a healer of sorts as well, or someone who just is in the position of serving um, other people, and if you're selfless in that, truly, um, hermitude is so beneficial. Uh, <laughs> just Definitely. because boundaries get really tricky with other people when mm-hmm. we when we care and um, when we have a sincere desire to serve and and all of that um so what's also come with this period of hermitude as well is um you know just like really shutting the door on certain connections in my life too mm-hmm. um where like I knew like I kept getting messages about that having to happen and I was like oh no it's cool like unconditional love and compassion blah 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 <laughs> and um and it's like no actually maintaining those connections um even if they were limited were actually taking my energy still so right yeah so what's come with this period of hermitude is the severance of again like connections that were leaking my energy so Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and you know one of the questions that I wrote is like what is the difference between solitary practice and hermiting because I feel like sometimes they can have similar qualities Mm. however I think at least at this point in time you know solitary practice is what so many of us engage in so Mm -hmm. much of the time even if you engage in group practice you know, whether that means you are initiated into a group, whether that means you join a group for a specific cause, whether that means that you come together and do your practice individually, but like in a shared space, mm-hmm. you know, you're still doing it independently. Yeah. Versus, you know, hermiting, at least from my perspective, you know, in my personal experience has been really not closing people off or like shutting the door on people, but it's a different frame of mind where like the focus of the practice shifts. Yeah. And I think kind of that distinction is, I want to say outline. I kind of, I was thinking about this and I kind of realized that at least for me, there are four stages of hermitude. Yeah. 
And do you know, you know, we didn't talk about this before we started recording. So I'm going to love your input as we go and see if this resonates with you. See like what experiences you might experience or be experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, should we go ahead and jump into those? Sure. Okay. So stage one is what I like to call the retreat. (laughs) It is that decision to withdraw and lessen outside interactions and influences, you know, which is pretty much like what Gina, you described, like almost exactly. Yeah. And, (laughs) and I've experienced the retreat two different ways. One where it's kind of instantaneous and it's like that quickly closing of the doors and pulling the blinds, finding Mm. a blanket and hiding underneath it. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'll be back when spring is here. (laughs) let me know what the groundhog says um or kind of like what you described you know where it's an intentional transition over a planned period of time yeah you know where it's kind of slow it's kind of gradual and it's like there's preparation that goes into it kind of like deciding oh how am I going to set myself up to have a successful hermit session Mm-hmm, permit mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. does that resonate with you Dina it does resonate I don't know that I except for this particular instance right now I don't really have a set time of how mm-hmm. long I'm going to do this sure. um, it's like right now I'm kind of at the place where I'm like man if I if I didn't dm people through this mm-hmm. um to maintain connections around the world and Mm -hmm. even local ones too. Like I would be off of it completely and probably would have deleted it or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if there will be, if this is just a temporary thing or Mm -hmm. if I will eventually shift off of the platform completely. I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but for now this is working. That's all that I know. Yeah. Um, And I didn't, um, it's funny I was like should I post a story and just like tell everybody that I'm leaving or (laughs) you know what I mean but no one's asked me no one's asked me either so I guess with everything that's like going on right now in the world I'm sure like you know Mm -hmm. everybody's attention is elsewhere anyways so that's fine yeah Um, well and and I think to that there's a lot of folks that are engaging in at least some level of hermitude yeah and you know that it's like you said their attentions could be elsewhere we have a really big day coming up yeah this week in the united states there's a Mm. lot of attention going on with that Mm. in various ways (laughs) and you know we're seeing parts of europe um have total lockdowns because of surgeons and the virus and, you know, there are several other things, you know, Black Lives Matter, that's still going on. Um, mm-hmm. One of the people that I follow on Instagram is of Armenian descent, and there's a lot of war and just awful things happening in that part of the world. So there's protesting and activism right. happening there. So there's, it's like you said, there's so much going on on the world stage right now. Yeah, that it's not for wanting to be ignorant or unaware, but it's, right. it's like you said, it's about 
protecting yourself enough so you can continue to function. No doubt. Yeah. Cause you could really get lost in the sauce as they say. Mm-hmm. So, 100%. Because yeah. at least in my experience, when I've kind of retreated into hermitude, sometimes it's felt very natural, like just kind of like that shifting of the season where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hibernate now. Mm-hmm. And I will for months. Yeah. And then there have also been times where things have become really intense. And I, you know, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but like early in my practice, I didn't know about protecting myself to the extent that I do now. Right. And so I would get overwhelmed and I would get burned out. And so it wasn't like a choice that like, like, I want to make this choice. It was like almost a sense of need. No doubt. And I was feeling, to be honest, I was feeling this you know, in the earlier part of this year, like, man, this is so intense on it. Like on even Instagram right now, I Mm -hmm. had already deleted my Facebook. I was like, Mm -hmm. cause that was just getting to be a real shit show. And, um, and it turns out that Instagram is turning out to be that way too, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, in some ways. And I wanted to, I was like, man, I should just take a week off, you know, and not, and not do, any posting or even look at Instagram for just a week and I could never Mm -hmm. do it you know because of my addiction to Mm -hmm. this validation and oh what's this person doing what's this person saying Mm -hmm. and I just I really got sucked in it's hard not to you know absolutely it's it's like Netflix it's designed that way (laughs) to like to suck (laughs) you in you know one hundred percent yeah and I and I think that it's actually a really beautiful segue into this what I like to refer to as the second stage of permanent which is the release stage Mm. and at least for me this happens in parts Mm. first part kind of occurs um as part of the retreating process where you kind of take that time to decide what kind of specific permits like this the specifics of your hermitude excuse me like duration Mm. what kind of previous agreements you have that might need to be upheld you know and sometimes it's just like you said you don't always know how long it's going to be you know I've seen folks over the years say like oh I'm taking a social media break I'm taking a social media break and like and that's wonderful Mm. I think that is just one kind of hermitude yeah versus kind of like what we're talking about now which is a little bit on a bigger scale but again that decision really comes down to you and what your needs are right so the second part of the releasing is starting really from the top and identifying what may have been driving that need or Mm. just even desire to enter hermitude Mm. you know some times it's like you said sometimes social media is just too much yeah you know and especially we're like we're in such a unique time in human history because we've really over probably the last I mean when did MySpace start do you remember oh my god it was early that was like early I want to say early 2000s 2000s yeah I want to say because I had one in like junior high and that was early yeah. 2000s yeah well I'm Shoot. even thinking like back to Napster oh <gasps> whoa <laughs> I know I'm really taking <laughs> us back for those who don't know Napster used to be 
a platform and it might still exist although maybe under a different form or a different name where you would uh could i think illegally download music oh yeah back when burning cds was a thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and i mean i think it could have even started with like aol and like chat rooms that's right i yeah where like since the 1990s you guys it always comes back to the 90s i can't Mm -hmm. help it (laughs) (laughs) it's just the it's like a decade vortex we just always seem to come back to it but you know for the last let's say 30 or so years we've slowly been you know conditioned to rely on the internet and the social connections that the internet can provide us Mm -hmm. and now it's literally at our fingertips we don't have to take up the phone line yeah (laughs) you know our parents aren't installing a fax line so that we can be on the (laughs) internet and have our phone working my parents didn't do that because they're like that's ridiculous but yeah you know the the accommodation that we have to having all those things at our fingertips can be really wonderful and useful but it can also be really really damaging yeah and so you know again that's just kind of like one way of looking at it but you know at least in my experience there have been really clearly defined things that have led me into hermitude yeah when it hasn't just felt like natural like, oh, it's just that time of year. I just disappear after October. Like, <laughs> seriously, some of my friends will tell you. Like, yeah, she just, like, goes away until, like, February. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but if things aren't exactly clear, like, you can kind of, like, feel it intuitively. Like, inside, you're like, yeah, there's some stuff that's just, it's really wanting to come up or come out or, like, however... Mm-hmm that is described to you some ways to help you identify what might be needing that kind of release is take a look at what's going on in the cosmos Mm. what time of year is it we just celebrated a major holiday that is about death Mm. death in the form of release just had a beautiful full moon a lot of releasing is done at full moons might also look at what some of the planets are doing Thankfully, Mercury retrograde is going to end in a couple of days. It's going to go to mm-hmm. direct, and we'll just have a single planet <laughs> retrograde. <laughs> you know, what signs are the sun and the moon in? What phase is the moon in? Obviously, these things are not always going to give you exact, the exact answer that you might be looking for, but they might provide clues and direction for you to kind of dig in deeper to what might be going on. Mm-hmm. so another way that I kind of look at this releasing period you know Gina you said it really beautifully you know entering in a phase of her too can kind of be an opportunity to do like have that mourning period yeah big time you know I think mm-hmm. so often we don't feel justified in mourning things we have this attitude of like, oh, just get over it. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, that has its time and its place, but it's not a cure-all. It doesn't, you know, it's not useful for everything. 
And I think sometimes what happens is we don't allow ourselves that opportunity. You know, maybe it's a couple of days, maybe it's a couple of weeks, however long it is, but we feel like there's so much going on. Our plates are so full that we don't have the time. And so we just don't do it at all. And just like so many other things that can lead to a really gnarly buildup. Yeah. That can cause so much internal pain and suffering and that can leak into other areas of your life. So sometimes I like to look at the releasing period as kind of like a molting period. Yeah. Much like birds, tarantulas, reptiles, such as snakes, they all molt. They all release aspects of themselves physically in their cases <laughs> mm-hmm. that just don't fit anymore that's really what molting is is that they are shedding their their skin their feathers whatever it might be because they're literally they've literally outgrown them right and in that process they kind of hunker down and they kind of like almost hibernate doing that because it's a very intense process yeah and like so many other things in life you know this process of release of shedding of molting however you want to identify even of mourning is not comfortable (laughs) Mm. but ultimately it needs to happen one way or another and I can only speak from personal experience but making space and time for that to happen is much less uncomfortable than when like you're having a freak out and you're busting out of shit yeah because eventually it can happen it's kind of like a pot boiling over so if you're in that space just be patient and gentle with yourself sometimes there are decisions and events in life that need quick responses But that doesn't mean that that negates your need and, you know, right to take the time to process. Absolutely. Take that time to let go of what is no longer supporting your journey forward. Make space and take that room to make, you know, provide that air and that opportunity to really let those things that are wanting to come through you come through but they're going to have a harder time doing that if all of that you know dead weight is still in the way you're still carrying that around I love that you oh Oh, I'm sorry sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say something really quick I was writing about this like a couple mornings ago about the the snake shedding its skin and if you've ever looked at one if you've ever looked at that actual process or I guess when it's done even too Mm -hmm. is the snake will actually shed the the layer around their eyes and Mm -hmm. I thought that that was really and I think grasshoppers do this too um uh but that uh I don't know that that layer gets peeled back even from the vision I think Mm -hmm. that that was really um I don't know, just thinking about that and being reminded of that was really powerful and profound. So mm-hmm. renewed vision and renewed skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 
And I think that is so, uh, that just, it, it really makes me pause because one of the cards in yesterday's reading was about that skewed perception, mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. that veil over your eyes and, you know, being afraid of moving forward because you can't quite see because what you're holding on to is blocking what's in front of you. That's right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We couldn't even plan it this good. It just happens. <laughs> Watershed moment, people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, you know, I'm just kind of like thinking about like the, the signs that the sun and moon are in mm-hmm. right now. They're kind of mm-hmm. in interesting spots. We've got the moon in Taurus right now, mm-hmm. which is... I always think of Taurus, you know, a lot of people think of Taurus as like manifesting and abundance, prosperity of money, you know, but the other side of Taurus, at least for me, is that they're able, they they cultivate such beauty. Oh yeah. They have such a keen eye for it. Mm. And that's such a beautiful innate ability that that's kind of almost unique to them. Yeah. I think... Taurus is the fixed earth sign. If I'm remembering think, my my signs correctly. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Virgo is the mutable sign. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the sun, which is in the sign of Scorpio right now, which is such a deep, deep, I can't even say it enough, deep sign. <laughs> Which is really also reflective of the time of year that we're in, where, mm-hmm. you know, summer is officially over. We are preparing for the season of rest. We're getting our shit together, kind of tying up those loose ends, you know, and Scorpio is, I think it's the fixed water sign, isn't it? Ooh, I, mm, I don't know. Because I think Pisces is mutable. I'm looking it up. Are you? I was going to get to because uh, we have the internet. Scorpio is fixed water. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. okay. So we have both the sun and the moon in fixed signs right now. Wow, definitely something to consider if if you are eyeballing whether now is a good time for you to enter her- hermitude, or maybe you're preparing. So just something to to think about. Um, (laughs) But moving on to the third stage of hermitude. For me, I call this the reset slash recenter stage. Because you've entered your hermitude. You've been identifying what has been holding you down, holding you back, is not supporting you. You've been working on how to let those things go. Because I think the tricky part is that we convince ourselves that the things that are actually weighing us down are necessary. We need them for something. It's why we have them in the first place. Right. But when they, when we outgrow their usefulness, we don't always recognize that they're not helping us anymore. 
yeah we don't recognize that maybe there's a better way of doing things or that we can move on from whatever it is that we've established so the reset recenter for me it's really learning about what exactly is wanting to come to the surface. Because chances are there's something that's underneath those things that we're trying to release. There's some, we have the tool or the routine or the, you know, the addiction, if you will, Hmm. that we created as to manage symptoms of something deeper. Yeah. So do you, do you mind if I use the social media as an example? Sure. So kind of like what you said, you know, the social media, it was, at least with Instagram, it was, there was a good purpose in the beginning. You, mm. you utilize it to connect with people, doing some really wonderful offerings. You know, we were doing our podcast on there for a minute. Mm-hmm. So there were lots of good reasons to utilize the platform. Yeah. But then slowly but surely things shifted but you're still using it only now the reason it's being used is to kind of satisfy a need that wasn't being met otherwise yeah so for you maybe the the first stage of um of retreating into hermitude was have this beautiful plant journey and it really sheds some light on some things and you're able to identify like, hey, this social media is actually causing me some problems, mm. is actually feeding into something that I don't want fed into. Right. So the releasing part is to kind of take a step back, not posting on there as much, not doing stories, you're not checking who is doing what, still using it to keep in touch with people. Right. Which can benef- be beneficial and supportive of you. But now you're real, but in that reset, recenter, you're able to identify that it was utilized to fulfill a need, but it wasn't doing the job correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizing where the, the imbalance has happened over the course of like many years and right. being like very aware of it, but not doing anything about it. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, because I th- I think the hard part is like I just like well what do I do about it? <laughs> right, right. What what do I have to take its place? Yeah. So yeah. the resetting, recentering is kind of like about also trying to identify what is it that's actually trying to come through me. What is it that I need? Mm. So this is kind of really learning about how to realign the the whole of your life to accommodate the changes that you've been making. So the releasing stage, you kind of like say, I'm not going to do this anymore. That can go bye-bye. I'm going to, you know, start releasing part of this, see how that goes. You're, you're kind of doing that detective work. Yeah. You know, the part of the reset can also look like cleaning every area of your life out so that you're left with your basic needs and routines to help you maintain your livelihood, such as eating, sleeping, exercise, work routines. Maybe you have children that you're accounting for their needs and then you're kind of slowly adding in the things that you feel like you've been missing Mm. like maybe you had a meditation routine that you've fallen out of practice of or you want to make time to go for a walk every day so you're taking Mm. the time to fit in identify and learn how to address effectively supportively address those needs into your routine 
because they enhance and support those other baseline needs. So you're kind of like rebuilding in, yeah. in this particular stage. And this stage also allows space and time to explore different aspects and areas that maybe you've provide, never provided yourself the opportunity to investigate before. Mm. Yeah. You know, it also allows, you know, for that time and gives you the permission to rediscover what brings excitement, motivation, drive to your life. This is, I've also kind of, you know, my experience, this is also kind of a time where tools are rediscovered and re-implemented to support you as you're entering in to what I consider to be the final stage or stage four of Hermitude. Absolutely. I love everything that you just said about, it's like we have this space and like, how do we consciously fill that space now where mm-hmm. before we were filling space and time uh, unconsciously perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, or out of habit. Uh, and this time, because we have the time, we've made the time and right. the space, we fill it consciously and um, the routine that I've taken on is actually this, um, it's a 12 week program that I'm immersing myself in. And Ooh. it's contained in this book called The Artist's Way. And which is the whole I've premise. I've heard of that book. Yes, yes, absolutely. So the whole premise of the book is to like heal your inner child and to rediscover your creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been, you know, uh, blocked basically. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you know, you're committing to a daily practice of doing morning pages, which is like stream of consciousness, freehand writing. Um, mm. And there's so many other different like written exercises and activities to do um, uh, every day of the week. So with this program that I've uh, like made a contract with myself to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is how I'm building routine this is how I'm building healthy habits this is how I'm healing this is how I'm filling my space consciously is like wow like what better way to do that than find the the healing of the inner child and all this work that I've wanted to do but just Mm -hmm. didn't have the structure or the idea for the structure within which to do it so right yeah no that's exactly right and I am so excited I love I have, like I said, I've, I've seen the book, The Artist's mm-hmm. Way, and I think there's, um, I think the author has written a couple of others, including That's like right. a companion book. Yes, yes. You know, one of the things that I'm going to be starting in the next couple of weeks um, is there's a book called In the Shadow of 13 Moons mm. by Kimberly Sherman Cook. Um, and it's about embracing lunar energy for self-healing and transformation. I've had this book for years mm. and I've started it a couple of times, mm. but you know, there's, it kind of feels like life, like mugglehood kind of gets in the way. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It can be very, very demanding. And, you know, I think, you know, even though I've kind of like broken down these stages and have really kind of explained at least how I've experienced them and how I've witnessed them for other people, you know, this entering a space of permission doesn't necessarily have to encompass a series of months in your life. It could be, you could do this in a week, 
you could probably do this in a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, you could literally enter a space of hermitude for a couple of days and just check in with yourself. Right. I think sometimes people are afraid of the idea of hermiting because it sounds so isolating. It mm. sounds so lonely. Mm. But the truth is, is that, you know, I don't know that I've ever gone full hermit and not kept in touch with one person quote yeah. unquote, on the outside. Right. You know, I think having a touchstone or having an anchor and someone to just check in with, I think that's an incredibly beneficial tool. You know, with the exception of a few, you know, humans are designed to be communal creatures. We thrive off of connection and community, but the way that we engage has become so distorted with the invention of the internet and even just with modern society. You know, this obviously has happened over hundreds of years, but where we have gone from being a community-based creature to being an, you know, individualist. Yeah. You know, and I think the idea of hermiting is kind of like the individualism, but like on steroids and in people's minds. Yeah. You know, where you're going in and you're really taking a hard look and you're doing reevaluating instead of, you know, you're still trying to identify your needs, but they're not necessarily being fulfilled from outside sources. Your the purpose, at least for me, of permitude is how to better take care of myself and meet my needs internally as much as possible. Absolutely, it's so crucial for everyone. I think mm-hmm. I could comfortably say that it's crucial for everyone. <laughs> and I yeah. try not to speak in absolutes like that, but <laughs> like the fact is, is that for the majority of us, like all of our the balance with respect to what we give and what we receive uh, mm-hmm. constantly needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. And because we are relational beings. And I think Like if you have, I I know certainly for me, like having inclinations toward like considering hermitude before and like kind of being met with, but, oh, well, this isn't, this isn't what everybody else is doing. And am I weird for wanting to do this? Or, (laughs) you know, there's that too. It's like a little bit of like shame for wanting to do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I guess for me like that, that feeling would prevent me from taking this kind of time and from um, choosing to withdraw in these kinds of ways. And now for whatever reason, because of the experiences that I've had up until this point, you mm-hmm. know, it feels so natural and I don't regret it at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I think with that, just like being imbued with that sense of like, courage and Mm -hmm. self-worth uh it's just like I it's it's like I deserve this time Mm -hmm. I deserve this time and uh classically speaking I've just I've been so selfless and with my friggin north node and Aries I need to be 
more, I'm challenged to actually be more selfish in this lifetime. Yeah. Where I mean, and that's a whole nother conversation, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, that is part of it. Like really, like I'm really here to be an individual and Mm -hmm. to, um, kind of leave behind those patterns of like extreme self-sacrifice and stuff right. with my South Node in Libra, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think he's really hit the nail on the head in a couple of ways in that, you know, I think, you know, her entering a space of hermitude or hermiting can feel very drastic Mm. and and sounds really intimidating when you just phrase it like that but like you know (laughs) (laughs) but I also think there's ways of participating in those Mm. check-ins in in small ways you know the the way that we're painting the picture today is on kind of like what we said towards the beginning of the episode in a very broad sense yeah and I think you can practice hermiting one day a week. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. <laughs> one day a week. Because, you know, it's not about hiding. Mm. I think that's a big misconception about hermiting. It's not about hiding from anybody. Not, not even hiding from yourself, even though it, it might feel like that sometimes. Mm. But the truth is, is that you are taking the time to check in with yourself you're taking the time to slow down Mm. and get quiet and I think it's the quiet that Mm. is really the 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 big bad ooh scary part of hermiting because you know there's a reason why the world is so loud yeah (laughs) because there's a lot of important shit going on but how much of that important shit is important in the sense that it's impacting you. Right. You know, obviously, you know, and I'm speaking like on what's going on in your world specifically. Let's what's going on with your coworkers, what's going on with your friends, what's going on with your family, what's going on with your significant other. You know, it's that stuff that I think makes more noise than what's going on in the world in general. Yeah. And it's that stuff that can bog us down faster than anything else. And some people like it because it, you know, that noise kind of keeps the quiet at bay for a time. But eventually, eventually it's going to catch up. And trust me, when it does, it is not always pretty. (laughs) I think it's rarely a fun experience when that happens. That sort of truth. Ugh. You know, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about all the swords that came up in our, you know, in our joint reading yesterday. And I, and yeah. I was thinking to myself, what, you know, swords are, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to say this without like being punny, but like, you know, a lot of swords are, are double-edged. You're so punny. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just the truth of the matter. <laughs> but you're so punny. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, they're, they're dual wielding. Their dual purpose is to, you know, protect and defend, but also to attack if needed, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, when we think we're defending ourselves, we're actually doing more harm than good. 
or sometimes we're on the defensive because we expect people to attack us. Yeah. Like, well, why are you doing that? Or why do you say this? Or what, like, whatever it is, mm. you know, and that sense of constantly have to, like that constant feeling of needing to justify our actions. No, I, I don't play that game. If yeah. someone genuinely needs a sliver of a reason for me, it's not like I'm unwilling to give it to them, but I don't have to over explain anything. Right. You know, and I think sometimes the, it, it gets buried so deep that sometimes the only way is to like over explain it, but that's scary too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a hard line to walk. But I also think the the kind of like majesty and beauty of the swords, at least in the tarot, in the first deck I ever had, and I'll finish up this lot and we'll get back to the, the fourth stage of permitting. But the first deck I ever had was the Druidcraft Tarot by Philip and Stephanie Cargom. And the it has a very it has some Arthenian elements to it. Um and the ace of swords in that deck is represented by Excalibur. Mm. Excalibur is supposed to be this symbol of unification and clearing, like clearing what's no longer needed from the old, but bringing the new together. And I'm, you know, and I saw those swords yesterday and I thought about that and I was just like, this is our opportunity to clear away, cut down what, like what's dead. Yeah what's preventing new life and growth mm. Mm. just cut that shit off it's dead anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah. gonna hurt its feelings <laughs> right right it's okay to let it go <laughs> yeah you know you can still express gratitude you can still grieve for something that maybe didn't come to life the way you were hoping that it would or maybe the life wasn't sustained as long as you wanted it to. I've had so many projects that I've been so excited about it and started that got, you know, only so far, but that I kept trying to go with. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so all that to say, all of this can happen <laughs> in your journey of permitude. So what happens when you're ready to come back? What happens when you're ready to return and start reintegrating into the larger world? For a lot of us, this looks like coming back to social media, kind of like what we talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. You know, we're still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. There is still a lot of stuff going on that is kind of, you know, I don't want to say preventing us from coming together like we would in the past. You know, but when we step back into the greater world, if you will, maybe you're starting to engage more in conversations with your family and friends, or maybe you're kind of being more lively at mm. work. Mm. You know, there's, you know, there's more than just the obligations required of ourselves to keep us alive and be in suitable shelter, like when we're kind of like emerging from this state of primitude you know I personally I don't know if I've ever been like I'm back <laughs> when I'm 
when I'm hermiting, you know, kind of like what you said, you know, when you're like, I didn't even really tell anyone I was going. <laughs> what I just kind of went, you know, because <laughs> coming back, you know, returning, it's not meant to be this grand gesture for those around us. Right, right. But it is required to begin reintegrating ourselves into that greater world and bringing with us the lessons and tools and routines that we developed while in that space of hermiting. Yeah. You know, you have to, you know, again, I kind of like you said, I hate to talk in absolutes, but at some point, chances are you're going to have to come back to some extent. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to step more fully into your, your path and your life. And, you know, I don't think that hermits, you know, are, or the act of hermiting is meant to be permanent. For some people, that might be the call. And I would imagine that looks completely different than what we've been talking about today. But, you know, as tempting as it might be to hide right now you know that's kind of like what we talked about earlier that's not really the goal of entering hermitude it's about reacquainting ourselves with our path and our goals and what's fucking important to us right and how we can can maintain so we can show up better yes yeah so we can show up better and maintain and continue moving forward Mm. well said <laughs> Thank you. and so, even even if you're not a like a teacher or whatever so to speak as the as you've integrated the the hermitude and like this archetype um that uh you know that it may not be things that you externally express that you've learned while in this period but mm-hmm. it's something that gets carried in your aura so mm-hmm. that whether or not you're speaking about it or or whatever, um, that trusting that your integration during your period of um, reflection and retreat mm-hmm. uh, is it's in you, you know, mm-hmm. and that people can we're all sensitive beings to some degree, um, and people can feel that in an aura, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I think sometimes the, another fear like around maybe um, engaging in hermitude is that, you know, no one's going to (laughs) notice. No one's going to notice when I leave. No one's going to notice when I come back. No one's going to notice anything different. And again, it's, you know, part of what we've been conditioned for is that outside validation for the work that we've been doing. Right. And here's the thing not only does our worth and value come from us, or at least it should, you know, the people who do notice, they might not know how to express it. Yeah. You know, they might not know how to, like, they, I guarantee you, they're going to notice to some extent, but they might not verbalize it. They might not be quick to be like, yeah, you seem really different, you know, or maybe they'll say something like, yeah, you seem really refreshed. And then they kind of move on. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't in no way she performs. Does that mean that the work that you've done is undone because they were unable to 
pick out exactly how how you've changed or how you're feeling better. By all means, if you want to share with them, share. But, you know, if you're going into hermitude to impress people or because you feel like it's something you have to do, I think it's really unlikely that you're going to experience the the kind of change and transformation that you would if you went into it without expecting benefit or recognition from others. Right. Don't get me wrong. Recognition is nice. We definitely crave it, which is why social media has been so effective at ruling our Mm. lives. Mm. But... (laughs) And and I don't count myself apart from that. I really, truly don't. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I used to be one of those folks where, like, every morning, I check everything. Yeah. And I still do sometimes. Mm. And I still do sometimes. But usually it's if, like, I'm chatting with someone... And I'm like, oh, did they write me back? Because here's the thing. I've turned off notifications on my phone completely. Oh, I don't get notified for, for anything. Good. Which makes me a little bit more accountable for, for checking my text messages. <laughs> 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 you know, but, you know, and I still find myself, like, feeling like um, phantom vibrations. <laughs> so I'll, like, check my phone. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not getting notifications for anything. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's some food for thought for you. Big the time. benefits of hermitude and why you might consider going on a spiritual sabbatical. <sighs> what a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> might be my favorite one we've done. Yeah. Just saying. And you know, I've I've had various uh, seasons of the hermit and each one looks and feels a little different so no I think it's also important to recognize that like if you've maybe done this before or you're doing it um, like maybe this is like your second time or maybe you're doing it for the first time and six months from now or a year from now you do it again I would encourage you like don't freak out if it doesn't feel or look the same Yeah, good because point. you are not the same mm-hmm. your needs are not the same and the way that you fulfill those needs is probably not going to be the same either. So just if, if you are preparing for hermitude or if you're in hermitude, just, you know, let it ride, let it flow. I feel like I am so much more effective in the work that I'm trying to do with myself or the work that I'm trying to do outside of myself when I kind of relinquish that control a little bit. Yeah. But that's a topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts or encouragements before we wrap up, Gina? You got to do whatever you got to do to be true to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And there is, I don't know, sometimes you just get like sick and tired of being sick and tired when it comes to your habits mm-hmm. whether that's mental emotional physical whatever mm-hmm. and um to really just recognize like 
you know, we get the messages and we get the call, we get rung up like multiple times, multiple times to like change this or drop this or um, let this go or whatever. And we don't listen and we don't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I believe Ramdas says, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. Mm. So um, don't, I guess the message is don't, you you all know that you've been receiving certain messages repeatedly mm-hmm. and that maybe if you're listening to this and this resonates maybe it's time to listen mm-hmm. and allow yourself to take whatever form that hermitude looks like and allow yourself like the gift of that and um may may you be blessed you know um mm-hmm with the courage to do that and the like the strength and the wherewithal to do that because it does take discipline Mm. um, to maintain that like promise to yourself to like we said to show up better in the world eventually you know when you decide to um when you decide to come back so Mm. yeah beautiful Mm. well Jean thank you so much for sharing your or at least your journey thus far Thank you. <laughs> it was good <laughs> to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I I think it's always such a pleasure to hear, like, kind of like what's going on and where you are. And I know that I feel a sense of like release and validation when I share. So I just want to appreciate you so much for for doing that with us today. Thank you. It was amazing. (laughs) All right, everyone. With that, we're going to go ahead and conclude today's episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can visit our individual Instagrams at Gina.Rodandi and at Theolin13. You can also reach us with comments and questions through ccradiuspodcast at gmail.com. And as we mentioned a couple of times in today's episode, Gina and I did a collective tarot reading on my IG tv again at theolin 13 you can find that recording we did a collective tarot reading for the full moon and salon so if you want to learn more about that head on over and take a look see next time we're going to be talking about some of the pitfalls and plateaus on the spiritual path yes (laughs) wow Thank you so much for joining us here at Co-Creating Radiance, everyone. May you find radiance when you least expect it. Have a great week. Be sure to take care of yourselves, be safe, and we will connect with you again next time. Until then, take care.